The 4th of July, a time where Americans celebrate a founding principle of our country, freedom. Yet when we take a deeper look at freedom, what do we see? Let's get into it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. We usually do this by using true life stories of real people. But today, we're going to listen to a timely original piece written for the 4th of July. And so, it's not necessarily based on a real incident, but there are truthful principles within it. I'm Timothy Gregory, and I've got a question for you. How do you define freedom? Most define freedom in a simple way, being free to do what you want. And yet, when people get to do whatever they want, selfish tendencies can creep in and people end up getting hurt. In other words, it can come with a cost. So what is true freedom? What does it look like? That's what we'll be talking about on this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. In a world flooded with individualism, it makes sense that that principle would seep into our sense of freedom as well. We often focus on ourselves and what will make us feel comfortable, happy, and, of course, free. Yet through this self-focused sense of freedom, we see the problem with doing anything we want. Consuming whatever you want, food, drugs, or alcohol, makes you feel numb or sick. Sleeping around makes you feel worthless. Being selfish makes you feel, well, selfish. So if freedom isn't whatever we want it to be, then there must be a higher sense of freedom— a supernatural one. A different freedom that the passengers of a ship will learn about in this week's episode. Also, you want to stick around because later we are going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter our sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The classic story of The Fisherman. boat mom i think so ricky let's find out son ahoy there the patsy ann ahoy crandall family <laughs> that's us <laughs> i thought the weather report might have scared you folks off <laughs> not this family today's the fourth of july and i got a brand new pole we're ready to fish if you are good well hurry come aboard we best try to stay ahead of that storm but it's safe enough to sail right sure seems so but the sooner we head out of this harbor and into deeper water, the sooner you'll be landing those big fish, right, Ricky? Yes, sir. <laughs> when we're underway, you folks can get acquainted with the other couple sailing with us today. But right now, you better find a seat so we can shove off. You think it's okay, Lance? Sure is getting windy. I'm sure we'll be fine, Amy. The captain's experienced in handling all kinds of weather. Mom, I want to beat my fishing pole. Not just yet, son. Wait till we get out into deeper water. All right. Batten down the hatches. That wind's bringing in the storm clouds. We best shove off so we can beat them to the open water. Hoist the anchor! Those who live in the United States 
The 4th of July is a holiday marked with parades, picnics, and fireworks as Americans celebrate the founding of a country dedicated to the concept of freedom. This week, as we sometimes do on special occasions, instead of the usual true life unshackled story, we bring you a different kind of story. Although the plot and characters are fictional, the ideas they communicate are both truthful and thought-provoking. We think you'll find this 4th of July adventure compelling in a story we're calling The Fisherman, right now on Unshackled. I doubt if anyone who was on that fishing charter will ever forget that 4th of July. I was just a kid, looking forward to a fun holiday out on the water, dreaming of catching the world's biggest fish. What none of us knew as we set out to sea that day was that between the excitement of deep sea fishing and some unforeseen weather, our holiday excursion was going to be life-changing. Ah, now that we're underway, introductions are in order. This is Dr. Arthur Bender and his wife, Susan. Hi there. Uh, Bender, that name's familiar. Oh, it should be, Lance. Bet you never expected to set sail with a famous theologian. That's it, of course. Dr. Bender, I've, I've always wanted to interview you. Then you two should get along well. My husband loves to talk. Well, guilty as charged. <laughs> Are you a writer? News reporter. Uh-oh. <laughs> Lance Crandall. Yes, the New York Gazette. Right. And this is my wife, Amy. Hi. And that's our son over there, Ricky. Well, dear, you've lucked out. Stuck on a boat with someone that wants to hear everything you have to say. And probably even debate it. <laughs> Mr. Commentator over here. <laughs> Nothing wrong with good, healthy rhetoric. Hmm. A theologian and a reporter. This could get interesting, Amy. Or painful. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Differing viewpoints and all. Uh, trouble on the high seas? Or the makings of a great discussion? Or perhaps a very loud argument. Now, as your captain, I've learned that men and fish are alike. They both get into trouble when they open their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> what say we get to the fishing at hand? I guess. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Let's get to it. As our trip got underway, all I cared about was my young boy dream of catching the biggest fish ever. But the adults seemed more focused on talking than fishing. When we finally dropped anchor way out in deep water, I had no idea that one innocent little remark of mine would get everything off on the wrong foot. There you go, Ricky. Deep water. Time to cast away. Thank you, Captain. Which side of the boat is the best, Dad? I don't think it matters, son. But it did in the Bible. Huh? Honey, he's talking about the sermon last Sunday. Oh, right. Yeah, and how the disciples of Jesus were fishing on the wrong side of the boat. Hmm. <laughs> I think you may have the makings of a Bible scholar here, Amy. <laughs> At least we know he was paying attention. Hmm. So, how did that story end, Ricky? Well, Jesus told them to throw their nets on the other side. That was when they finally caught a whole lot of fish. <laughs> Very good. But I still have a question. About what, son? How did Jesus know where the fish were going to be? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Bender, you're the theologian. You want to answer that? Why, uh, Ricky, I, 
I think it's possible that Jesus was standing up on a high bank on the shore. And sometimes when you're up high above the water, you can see things better. You mean like fish? Well, maybe, or, or shadows that move, but uh, <clears throat> that was a long time ago. And besides, no one knows for sure whether the story is completely true or not. But, but that's not the point, you see. But it but... has to be true. It's in the Bible. Oh, yes, it, it is in the Bible, but uh, times change and so do ideas. You, you see, the Bible isn't... Uh, uh, Ricky, can you go below and grab us some snacks? Fishing makes me hungry. Sure, Dad. Watch my pole. Kids always know when adults are trying to get rid of them so they can talk freely. I could sense a storm coming, and not just the kind the captain had warned us about. I knew my dad believed the Bible was the true word of God, but I had never heard him talk about it much, especially with someone who seemed as opinionated as Mr. Bender. That was an unusual response you gave our son, Bender. Unusual how? You made it sound like you didn't believe the Bible story was true. Well, I, I was just pointing out a more scientific explanation, a more logical reason for an old fable that still has a lesson. So you don't believe the Bible is inerrant? I believe it's useful, but in some ways it seems... Outdated? Well, if you mean that I choose to look at those ancient ideas and stories in a new and enlightened way, yes, you're correct. New and enlightened? How does that apply to the Bible? Yeah, God hasn't changed and neither has his word. But society has. Now, you're a news reporter. You must know that people today have become free thinkers. They have progressed, and they don't want to be controlled by the archaic rules of an old document. So you're saying that people today want to decide for themselves what's right and wrong, rather than following... Old rules and mindsets, yes. <laughs> it's called freedom. Uh, an apropos topic, freedom. Given it's the 4th of July... Oh, wait a minute. Bender, how can you call that freedom? Um, uh, listen. Maybe we should stick to fishing. I agree. Before this is a full-fledged disagreement. Up to that time, I thought we went to church just because it was the thing to do. But as I listened to the grown-ups, I realized the Bible meant more to my dad than I knew. I also learned that my dad had a level of passion about this that I never knew. Yes, you did. No, no, I, I just said people should be free to interpret the Bible in a way that better fits our current culture. Amy, will you bring up your Bible app? All right. Right, now doesn't having it on an app cheapen its inerrancy? I'd have thought you'd like technology that progresses. Honey. Sorry, look, uh, here it is. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Well, well, a news reporter that's a Bible scholar. Is this going to show up in your column or your podcast? No, and I'm not a Bible scholar. I just believe the word of God has never changed. I didn't say it changed. It just doesn't speak to real issues. In our world today, freedom means different things to different people. What about America's freedom? 
That was first defined by an old document. Right. Does that mean your new thinkers find the Declaration of Independence irrelevant to govern a nation as well? Now, wait a minute. I don't think he means... Respectfully, that's basically what he said. Hold on. Well, well, I, 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 I don't think you need to. Is it just no, 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 no. You, are, you, you said something. Hey, Dad. Look. There's a boat out there. I heard him, son. Uh, you see him, Captain? Yeah. I've been watching him. I think he's in trouble. Looks like the waves are too much for that little boat. Ahoy! The skiff! You need help? Water's gotten too rough. Can you give me a tow? On our way. Lance, grab that rope while I try to get in closer. The grown-ups had been so busy arguing, no one had noticed that the storm clouds were closing in on us. I was still young enough to be fascinated by stories of sailing the high seas, and the old fisherman out on that boat matched my idea of a dangerous villain from some scary pirate movie. He even had an eye patch. When our captain finally got that little skiff tied securely to ours, to my great excitement, the old fisherman threw his gear over our rails and prepared to hurl himself aboard. Permission to come aboard? Permission granted. Appreciate the rescue, Captain. Storm took me by surprise. Name's Jake. Glad to be of help. We're heading back into the harbor ourselves. Good idea. Not a great day if you were hoping to fish. Are you a pirate, Mr. Jake? <gasps> Ricky, what a question. I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> That's okay, ma'am. I've been called worse. No, not a pirate, son. But I am a lifelong sailor. Wow! A real sailor? Yep. Navy vet. A veteran! Ricky, this fisherman's a real-life American hero. I was just doing a job that had to be done. You catch anything today, young man? No. Well, no worries. Today's still a good day to visit the harbor. It is? Yep. I always sail through the harbor on the 4th. Why? Well... Mostly to check in with an old friend of mine. An old friend? Out there in the harbor? Yep. She's been out there for years. It's quite a story, too. Wow! Maybe I'll tell you about it when we get back there. If we get back there. That storm's coming in fast. Looks like a real squall kicking up. Oh, my. I hope we're safe out here. Actually, uh... You folks would be safer down below decks till it passes. Jake here will go with you and hope you get life jackets on. We'll be safe enough, but you never know about storms at sea. Folks, we'll get back to the fishermen in just a moment. But first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, 
Won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled. We take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. We thank you for your partnership. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, back to the classic story of The Fisherman. The wind was blowing itself into a gale overhead, and the thunder was crashing in the distance while we all huddled below deck, wearing our life jackets and hoping for a quick return to the harbor. We were eager to get back onto dry land and out of harm's way. It was interesting to me that the only one on board who didn't seem overly worried about the danger or even about the fate of his fishing boat in the storm was the old fisherman, Jake, the Navy vet. How far away is the harbor? I'm not sure, but uh, it seems like we're not moving very fast. The captain can't make much headway in this wind. Uh, I guess you've seen your share of storms at sea, haven't you, Jake? Yes, sir. I've weathered much worse than this, that's for sure. Might be enough to make a man want to give up the fishing business, huh? Give it up? Why would I do that? Doesn't the constant danger out here worry you? Not really, ma'am. I choose to put my trust in something bigger than the dangers. Bigger? You mean like God? That's right, son. He's never failed me yet. I'm sure you understand that, Dr. Bender. Uh, <laughs> of course, yes, of course. Oh, oh no! Goodness. Maybe now would be a good time to call on God for some help. Good idea. Uh, what do you think, Bender? Well, uh, certainly, certainly. And, and Jake can pray if he wants. That's fine with me. If you're going to pray, would you pray aloud, please, Jake? It might help calm us. Yes, ma'am. It always calms me. Eternal God, it's me, Jake. And we're out here in this little storm. But we know we aren't alone. You're right here in our boat with us. We know we can trust you to protect us from the wind and the sea, so we don't have to be afraid. And Lord... Just because this storm seems so big and our boat is so small, don't let us forget who controls the wind and the water. We thank you for leading us safely through the storm. Amen. 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 I've heard prayers all my life, both at home and in church. Even said my own prayers, asking God to bless my family each night before going to sleep. I had never had a prayer affect me as much as the one we heard prayed by old Jake as we huddled in the bottom of that boat. Although the wind continued to blow and the rain still came down, a strange thing happened. Somehow, it didn't bother me as much. My fear went away. A peace seemed to settle over that fishing boat and I was sure I wasn't the only one who felt that way. Glad you're with us today, Jake. Mr. Jake, you may look like a pirate, but you pray like a preacher. 
<laughs> you felt better after we prayed, didn't you, son? Yep. I hope you learned something from that. That was a real-life Bible lesson about prayer. Or maybe a lesson in freedom. Freedom? How so? Well, the way I see it, we asked and God answered. So? When we really put our trust in God, we don't have to be afraid. There is freedom in not fearing. That's why they call it freedom. We were just talking about that before the storm broke. Arguing about it, really. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. arguing. It's uh, still a good subject for today. That's right. Happy Fourth, everybody. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I, I think I was trying to explain to Lance that I view freedom as the right to interpret God's laws in your own way. Uh, begging your pardon, sir, but... I'm not sure you understand what true freedom is. Excuse me? I don't mean any offense, sir. I know you're educated and all, but I believe that true freedom is found in the Bible. Freedom was given to us by God because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Because he died to set us free from our sin? Yeah. And because forgiveness is a free gift of God when... We believe and trust in Jesus as our Savior. Exactly, son. It's as hard and as simple as that. I know the concept of the substitutionary atonement. But you're saying true freedom comes from our choice to follow Christ. Yes, ma'am. Honey, your Bible app? Oh, sure. Here. The Bible puts it this way. Uh, here we go. John 8.36. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. But the kind of freedom that Jesus preaches is about liberation. The liberation that comes from a just society. As God's children, we are called to work toward bringing about social and political change. We must collectively redeem society. That is freedom. That is the gospel. That's the social gospel. Now, Jesus loved the poor and the downtrodden, and he instructs us to do the same. But that's not the gospel. I'm talking about personal salvation. The Bible is clear that God redeems those individuals who believe in Jesus Christ as Savior and rescues them from an eternity of being separated from him in torment. What you've created is a gospel that you can tailor and control. But the gospel I'm talking about is, is like a boat lost at sea, and only Jesus has a lifeline. But we can bring about a respite, a heaven, if you will, here on Earth. Heaven is not ours to create. Jesus laid down his life. We are called to die to our own life and follow him into an eternity that he has provided. That is a surrender of our own free will. That's a big price to pay. Well, sir, I've learned there's always a cost to freedom. And just what does that mean? Jesus paid the ultimate price for my freedom. And if I may say so, just like he did yours, sir. Have you grabbed the lifeline? Listen! Did you hear that? That's the all-clear signal. Good news, folks. We might just make it to the harbor yet. Woohoo! Thank God. You mean it's over? 
The storm's over. It's safe to go on deck now. <laughs> sure is. You'll be disembarking soon. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Who knew New York City would be such a welcome sight? The harbor is filthy, but it's never looked so good. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Jake. Are you still going to visit your friend in the harbor? What friend, Ricky? The one he always visits on the 4th. Mr. Jake said you'd tell me the story. So I did. Well, there she is, Ricky. Look right out there. See her? That's my friend in the harbor. The Statue of Liberty? Yep. Lady Liberty raising her torch of freedom. Mm. Look at that. We learned about her in school. So did I, young man. But it wasn't until I was on board a fighting ship sailing out of this very harbor many years ago that she became so important to me. Were you going to war? Yep. I'd never seen her before that day. And I knew I might not ever see her again. Weren't you scared? Sure I was. But I was also proud to be defending our country. See, I knew when I trusted Christ as my savior that my life was already in God's hands. I knew my soul was safe with him, no matter what happened. And did he? Keep you safe, I mean? He sure did. But Ricky, you know, sometimes freedom costs us something. It cost me part of my life, and I was one of the fortunate ones. I only lost one of my eyes in battle. That's why I wear this patch. But some men lost more, much more. When I first saw you, I said you looked like a pirate, but I was wrong. You look like a hero to me. <laughs> Not a hero, Ricky. Just a man who trusted God to help him do his job to preserve liberty for our country. That's why you visit the lady in the harbor. Yep. She's a symbol, a reminder of freedom. Just like this cross I carry with me. I keep it in my pocket, and I've never been without it. It's a reminder that my soul has been set free, and I'm safe in the hands of God. And that, Ricky, my son, is freedom. Yes, sir. That's true freedom. The 4th of July had never been as meaningful to me as it was that day. And it seemed the adults felt the same way, even though we were all ready to reach dry land. But as our boat docked in New York Harbor, the real surprise of the day was the conversation I overheard between my dad and Dr. Bender as we began to disembark. Bender, it's been nice to share this trip with you and Susan. Oh, yes, it's been uh, interesting. <laughs> I trust I won't read about it in your paper. <laughs> no worries there, Dr. Bender. Yes, I, I think we understand each other better now. You um, seemed kind of quiet while Jake was talking about the freedom we have in Christ. Well, I'll admit that some of what he said today touched me deeply. He's a man with a simple faith. Makes me realize just how powerful a simple faith can be. Yes. And it's possible I've learned a thing or two today from that old fisherman. Maybe take another look at what the cross really means in your life. Possibly. Anyway, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. No, my friend. 
Don't keep it in mind. Keep that in prayer. <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I never did land the world's biggest fish, but I did follow the old fisherman's footsteps and join the Navy. When someone asks me why, I tell them it was not really about my boyhood dreams of sailing, but because of a storm on the 4th of July when I first saw the lady in the harbor. Old Jake taught me that there's a price to be paid for liberty, and sometimes it takes sacrifice to defend it. But I've learned to trust God to guide my ship. I know without a doubt that true freedom is only found in Jesus Christ. Through the years with the Navy, I've been able to serve our country and see the world. But the greatest treasure I have is the cross that I carry with me in my pocket. Just like the old fisherman, I keep it there to remind me that the cross of Jesus saved my soul from sin and gave me true and eternal freedom. And when Jesus sets you free, you are free indeed. Friend, like Dr. Bender, does your freedom consist of the liberties and rights found in your everyday life? These are earthly freedoms, and they are good, but our earthly freedoms will pale in comparison to the supernatural true freedom Jesus won for us through his death on the cross. When we repent and believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior, we gain the greatest freedom of all eternal freedom, because your sins are forgiven. As the Bible says in John 8, 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org, or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. That's 312-281-1264. We would love to hear from you, but in the meantime, here is a fact about Unshackled. In our old space on State Street, we would record the broadcast live in front of the audience in a much smaller room than we're in here on Canal Street. And in the smaller room, you would hear everything really well. And I can recall, well, too many times the show had to stop for an audience member who was snoring. Not that that has any reflection on the quality or entertainment of the show, of course, uh, but it was an interesting moment at that time, always, and uh, humorous too, but always get some laughs. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled In Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, Please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. Okay, here's the prize for our upcoming sweepstakes contest, a beautiful wooden scripture plaque. And I believe the scripture on this 
uh, particular plaque is Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in the earth. Folks, this is a gorgeous plaque, especially if you're looking for uh, daily inspiration from Scripture. You will love this authentic and um, very unique wooden plaque. The plaque has been sawn from a tree branch or a log uh, and cut in such a way to retain as much of the bark around the perimeter as possible. I didn't actually witness that happening, but I can assure you it did. It's been handcrafted around the natural character and the beauty of the wood that God created. So all you have to do to enter our unshackled audio drama podcast sweepstakes drawing, (gasps) that's a mouthful, is call 312-281-1264 or email podcast at unshackled.org and give us your name, phone number, and email. Your name, phone number, and email. The winner of this sweepstakes uh, drawing for this beautiful scripture plaque will be announced on July 26th. But the deadline for entry is July 21st. The deadline for entry, July 21st. And next time... Sharon, listen. The love your parents and I had for you is gone. I don't have enough room in my heart for all of you. I know these little ones won't disappoint us. Do you understand? No, but all right. As a child, Sharon Aranetway experienced rejection from those closest to her. Dad became abusive. He would beat me and shout horrible things like, I wish you were dead. Or even, I will kill you with my bare hands. And her rebellious spirit led her astray. She's just been disagreeable. Sharon, she's a baby. Something is bothering her. Here, you take her if you think it's so easy. However, because of missionaries, Sharon's life changed. Don't wait for tomorrow. It may be too late. Don't miss the true story of Sharon Aranetway on the next Unshackled. Heard in the classic story of the fishermen were Jim McCants, Michael Wolner, Tyler Kaplan, Ryan Kitley, Cheryl Galemo, Brad Armacost, and Jane Hahnemann. Original music and audio engineer Don Badorf. Sound effects Michael Wolner. Recording engineer David Pierczynski. Script Karen Knight and Jack O'Dell. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>